The fight for life continues. Good morning, Christian America. We're going to come to you just briefly today, uh, because if you keep up with this podcast, if you're familiar with the March for Life, the March for Life is going on this morning. We got to get out the door. We got to get out there. We got to march and support life from the womb to the tomb. So, so we'll make this brief. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort. Super excited about today. Okay, because today is one of those days where people from all around the world, people from all around the countries, Christians dedicated to the principle of life, we flood the nation's capital today, the 21st, this Friday. Uh, it's always cold, but it should be cold. It, it, it's, it's difficult, but it should be a little bit difficult. If if something is worth fighting for, it's worth standing in the cold. If something is worth fighting for, it's worth standing out there against the elements of weather and rain and snow and whatever comes our way. And friends, when I tell you life is worth fighting for, trust me, life is worth fighting for. If you're a Christian, there's no, no greater cause that you could be fighting for than the cause of the unborn, the cause of the most vulnerable in our society. There's a lot of vulnerable in our society. There's a lot of homelessness. There's a lot of poverty. There's a lot of injury. There's a lot of disability. But when it comes to the most, absolutely the most vulnerable in our society and the most at threat in our society, friends, it's the unborn. It's children in the womb. Because as far as human history goes back, there has been some kind of evil infatuation with infanticide, some kind of evil infatuation of sacrificing the young for the people who are living. I, I, I don't want to get into it because I don't have really many answers, only that if you looked in history, the, all types of civilization have practiced some kind of diabolical sacrifice of the youth. This country right now is, is, is honestly not very different in that fact. We have, uh, there are, there are uh, a certain factions of our country, certain factions in our community that will fight tooth and nail in order to kill children in the womb through abortion. And the grotesque procedure that takes place in order for that to happen. Jesus stands completely opposite of those people and that act. Jesus says in various gospels, specifically about the least of these, specifically about children and not hindering children in our lives, not hindering the word of God from our children, not harming our children. He places a child on his knee as he's speaking to the crowd and said, do not hinder ones such as these for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. He tells us quite sternly that if we cause these little ones to sin, if we are, if we are the cause of leading them astray and, 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 and murdering them, that it would be better for us 
to have a millstone tied around our neck and thrown into the ocean, thrown into the sea. God himself in the very first chapter of the Bible in, in Genesis, he tells us, he reveals to us that he creates all of us in his own image, that it is the divinity of God within us from those early stages. The, 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 the book of Jeremiah, as God is speaking to Jeremiah, says that I knew you before you were in the womb. I knit you in your mother's womb. Scripture says that he knows all the hairs on our head. He has a plan for us even at that point, before that point. So there is no greater cause from the Christian American community. There is no greater cause that you can stand for, that you can fight for, that you can speak out for, that you can, can march for than the cause of life. If you're an American, you know that all other rights, anything that you can think of, that even the things that, we, that aren't really rights, but we talk about them as rights, nothing comes without the right to life, without the right to being born. Once you have a, at a minimum, we can all understand, once you have a heartbeat, life is begun at that point. Now, it's wrong even before that point. It's morally wrong. It's biblically wrong. It's, it's uh, uh, wicked. It's unrighteous even before that point. But common sense can tell you that if, if there's a heart beating, then there is life because the, the opposite of life, death happens when the heart stops. So if there's a cause out there that I can, I can implore you, that I can beg for you, that I can plead for you to get behind, that I can plead for you to support, nothing can be greater than the right to life. Nothing is more important than the right to life. Since the legalization of abortion in this country, over 60 million children have died. Most of them, most of them from low-income families. Most of them from minority communities. Nothing is greater of importance. The right to life. The pro-life movement is, I think it's at its peak and we're continuing. I think, I hope, and I pray every day that the atrocity of abortion is done away with in our society. I pray that everyone who supports such a thing has a conversion in their heart. I don't want, and any, anybody in the pro-life movement would tell you, they don't want anything bad to happen to anyone. We're just trying to protect innocent life, the most vulnerable in our society. If we normalize, if we support, God help us, if we, if we would even celebrate such an atrocity, the moral fabric of us individually would be torn at the seams. Our society would be led astray. If we couldn't respect someone's bodily autonomy through no fault of their own and end it, what kind of civilization would we have? What kind of future would we leave to our children? What kind of morals? stance could we ever make on anything whatsoever friends so we got to get out it out to 
to the National Mall today. But I want you to pray for us. I want you to pray for the hundreds of thousands of Christians across the entire world, and across the entire country that are gonna that are gonna come today to our nation's capital and exercise our right to petition our government on behalf of those who can't speak for themselves, those who can't march for themselves, those who don't have a voice of their own. So we will do that for them. We will stand up for the least of these. We will stand up for the unborn. And we ask that you pray for us. We'd ask in the future to plan to come join us. But that trip is not easy for, for a lot of people. And it's not easy for the hundreds of thousands who are showing up, but they're showing up. We're blessed enough to be close and, and, and we're going to attend like we attend every year. We're going to chant like we chant every year. We're going to pray like we pray every year. And we ask that you pray with us. We ask that you, that you share all the pro-life videos, all the March for Life videos that you see on social media. You support it. You pray for it. You pray for the people involved. And most importantly, you pray for the conversion of those who are facing that decision and leaning towards an abortion. We pray that they have a conversion in their heart. We pray that they see the face of God and they feel him within their hearts. And they, they feel a burning desire to turn away from the darkness, to save the lives of their children, and that they embrace motherhood and fatherhood. They embrace being a parent, that they put the priorities of their child over their own priorities. What the cross did is it said the father is willing to sacrifice his son. The father is willing to sacrifice Jesus. Jesus, as the second part of the Trinity, lays down his life for his children, for us. What abortion does is it takes that idea and it turns it upside down. It says, I'm an adult and this child should pay for my actions. It, this child should, should sacrifice, should be sacrificed for my gratification. And it's just wrong, friends. If you follow this podcast, if you follow us on social media, you know that's where we stand. Let your friends know. Let your family know. Be unapologetic in your stance for life. Because if you don't have life, we don't have any other rights. If you don't have life, you can't get to, to liberty and the pursuit of happiness that is enshrined in our declaration. If you don't have life, and, you're, and if our society is willing to take away life before it's even begun, before it's even had a chance to breathe this air, to be blessed with the life that God intended, if as a society, we can't, we can't support that, then our society is doomed. And I don't think that's where we're headed. I feel that the momentum is on our side. I feel that the momentum, the, the wind is at our back. And I ask that you support that. I ask that you pray for the end of abortion. And I ask 
that you support the March for Life. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you on Monday as we continue down uh, our journey through the gospel of Mark. And until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.